0: م سخد ک توبات دف topic today is, how clear does a vow have to be? Does it have to be spelled out very clearly? Or, do you say, you know what I mean? And even if it's not so clear, it's still valid. Alright, that's going to be the center of discussion regarding a statement of Shemuel. We already saw one explanation. Shemuel says, makes a comment about our Mishnah. Our Mishnah mentioned that someone who says, Mudad ani lecha, I am avowed from you, I am far from you, uh, then, uh, and then, the, and and gives other examples of anything that you will eat, anything from you, anything that I will taste from you, and so brought these different formulas and says these are all valid abbreviations. So a simple reading of the Mishnah sounds like all five of these are separately good uh, valid abbrevi- abbreviations. If I say I am far from you, I am distanced fr- from you, um, or anything, anything I will taste from you, sounds like those by itself that each one by itself will make a valid vow. Shemuel, however, said some him, himself ambiguous words. He says, That the first three formulas, uh, I am avowed from you, is not enough by itself. You have to also add that which I will eat from you. I am avowed, or I am uh, distance from that which I will taste from you. You have to add both together. All right, so our first interpretation, here we're going to see uh, outline of, is that the I'm avowed from you by itself is not valid at all. It's too ambiguous, we're not sure what you mean, and that's why you have to do both. Uh, but we already rejected that because there were two other breitot, and we couldn't fit that interpretation to those breitot that said asur, asur, and in different ways. So now we're going to see, uh, two more possibilities: that maybe if I just say I'm avowed from you, that means it's valid in both directions, me to you and you to me. Whereas the other formula that I will eat from you is only one way. Um, we're going to reject that. Then we're going to say maybe I'm avowed to you would restrict both eating and having any benefit, whereas that which I eat from you is only going to be eating. Uh, so, in other words, in these two answers, this the this s- simple language I'm avowed from you. Any of the first three formulas would actually be more stringent than saying just the that than saying uh, this um, with the second two formulas, and not that that is not valid by itself, but it's actually more stringent by itself. But we're going to reject that. We're going to actually come back to number one. And even though we question number one in that it's it, it's challenged by Yebunayitah, we're going to show that's actually based on a machloket tanaim. And Sum Shemuel can be following one of the tanaim. All right. So let's see um okay so our second uh, uh our second solution uh, was as follows <speaking in> well <Hebrew> this is what he meant to say <speaking in Hebrew> it's only because if he says the full formula i am avowed to you and he also says that which i eat from you uh, then he is prohibited to his friend but his friend is prohibited to eat from him from the one who made the vow aval shenehen asurin but if a person says i am avowed from you himach is the same as mimach which is in the mishnah if he just said that i am avowed from you then that actually would go both ways so interestingly by adding the extra phrase Shen uh, yochele lecha that makes that that clarification makes it only one way. I am prohibited from you. I, I being the vower, whereas mudrani himach is both. As I'm totally avowed from you, separated from you, and therefore we can have nothing to do each other, with each other. And now, what Shemuel said here is also supported by said mudrani himach All right, now we're going to challenge this from a Mishnah. First, we're going to challenge the Bi Chanina, and then we're going to apply the same challenge to Shemuel. Tenan, Hareni Alecha Cherem. This is a Mishnah later on. It's worth reading the entire Mishnah because we're going to quote it piece by piece. So the Mishnah later on on 47b says, Hareni Alecha Cherem Hamudad Asur. I am to you uh, prohibited like something that's dedicated to Beth Mikdash. Then it's the uh, object of the sentence, not the person making the vow, but his friend who will be who will be prohibited from uh, benefiting from anything that the vower has made. Because he says, uh, "You are a to me." However, he says, "Hare at alai hanoder If he says, uh, "You are prohibited." To me, right? You are like a cherem to me. Then it's the vower who is prohibited from benefiting anything from the friend, but the friend can benefit from the person who made the vow. So that's one way, and then the other way. Had If he says, "I am prohibited to you, and you are prohibited to me," then both of them are prohibited from each other. Okay. So let's see these three phrases and try to reconcile it with the words that be had any Alecha Hamudar Asur Hamadir Lo If the person says, I am hereby to you, like a dedicated item to the Beta Migdash, then it's the friend who's prohibited, but the one who makes a vow is okay. And this is a challenge to Rabbi Hanina, because this sounds a lot like mudrani himach, right? And over here we said both ways, are they're prohibited both ways, whereas in that Mishnah 47, only one way. So that's the question. The answer is no. The Mishnah in 47 is in, assuming that he added an extra phrase. I am a, to you like a cheder, but you will not be prohibited to me. He actually clarified that. But if he didn't clarify that, then yes, it would be the same as mudrani himach. I am avowed to you, which which is uh, 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 meaning the same thing. And it would go both ways all right fine the next part of the Mishnah. you are to me like a uh like something prohibited in that case in that case only the one who made the vow is prohibited from benefiting from his friend but not the other way around so that's also a question because at is semantically equivalent to mudrani himach, um, I'm avowed to you. So, isn't that a challenge? Because up here, Rabbi Yosef said both are prohibited, and here only one way. And we give the same answer. We're limiting that Mishnah 47, or we're assuming it means that he continued and said, uh, you um, uh, you are like a cherim to me, but me to you, no. So, since he said that. That's why it's only one bayfit. But if he left it out, then it would be both ways. All right, does that work? And if he did, if he didn't clarify either of these statements, then what? It would be both prohibited, and that would fit what Rabbi Yose said. But the next part of the clause in the Mishnah says, if he says, "I am to you, and you are to me," both prohibited, then they are both prohibited to each other. It sounds like only in that case, only when he specifies, I am prohibited to you and you are prohibited to me, then it's prohibited both ways. But if he doesn't specify, he only says one way or the other, then it only goes one way. And that contradicts Rebiyoseb Rebich Chanina, because here he only said, which is only one way, and yet both ways are prohibited. So it's impossible to reconcile Rebiyoseb Rebich Chanina with the Mishnah in 47. Ela ha Itmad Biyosebri Bihanina, Mudar ani Lechashin Himasurin, Mudrani Himahua Survahaberomutar. Rather, we have to understand Bio Sebrichalina as follows. If he said, Mudar ani lecha, both ways are prohibited. If he says, I am avowed to you. The language in this formula, with this extra word, lecha, actually has a double meaning. Mudar ani lecha, I am avowed to you, so I'm making myself prohibited to you. But also lecha sounds like anything that is of yours, anything in your possession, Mudar ani, I am prohibited to. So I am prohibited to you, and also I, uh, I am prohibited from benefiting that which is yours, and I am also making myself prohibited to you. That's what he meant to say. That's what he was actually talking about when he said this one formula can go both ways. But he would agree that mudrani himach, which is, this is the language, same as the language of our Mishnah, the same as mudrani mimach, hu asur ha that would only go one way. Because it doesn't say lecha, it just says one way. Um, I am a neded, I am a prohibited, I'm avowed to you. So he is making himself uh, he is prohibited to his friend, but his friend is prohibited to what he has. And so that's what Yose said, and therefore it, rec- it can reconcile easily with this Mishnah later on, um, because it would be the same as At-Alai uh, at Kerem, where Hanoder Asur, here also Mudrani Himach, it would be the same, Hu Asur. Fine. So that Rabbi did not actually say what we thought he said. He was talking about a phrase with the word Lecha. But now that we've solved that, we have to go back to Shemuel and reinterpret Shemuel. Our mm-hmm. Mishnah says Himach. And we just um, we said that our Mishnah, according to Shemuel, is has an okimta is limited in its scope. And it only applies bechulan ad shi yomashen he toim lecha vishen he oche lecha huda survecha bedomutar that the first the first phrase I'm avowed to you will only be valid if he says I uh, also adds on that which you eat the eat from you that what that which I taste from you Mudrani himach shnehem asurim but just the language alone both of them are prohibited. And so you see, and we just proved from the Mishnah 47 that in a phrase like it should only go one way, not both ways. So we have to reject that. Let's um, follow our outline. So to say that I'm, uh, this this phrase would be valid both by itself would be valid both ways contradicts the Mishnah later on. So we'll try a third interpretation. Ella, meikara This is how what Yisshemuel actually said. His wording is going to we're going to change the wording. His wording a little different to make it make sense. If a person says, I just the short phrase abbreviated that which I will eat from you, that which I will taste from you, then the prohibition applies only to food, but not to any other type of benefit. I can still, um, you know, take a lift with him in his car or or sleep over. Okay. Ha mudrani But if he said, I am avowed to you, then it's prohibit all forms of benefit are prohibited. That's what Shemuel was saying. Alright, does that fit? No. Nope. If Shemuel meant that he should have said it more clearly that if he um If he only said then is not prohibited except in eating. Um, uh, And that's it. He just could have said that simple phrase and we would have understood it. In any case, this explanation really does not fit with the original words that we actually have in the name of Shemuel. So instead, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning and uh, fit our the interpretation of the original simple words of the of of the of Shemuel. only if he says a full phrase, I am avowed to you from that which I will eat from you, then that is a valid prohibition. But mudrani himach is too ambiguous, doesn't even sound like he is making a prohibition, and there's no prohibition at all. So rather than the simple phrase being in any, some way more stringent it's actually not valid as we said above what's not valid about it what's uh, what, you know what else could it mean Ma'ita uh, ta what is the meaning of such a phrase could be la if he says i am avowed from you that could just mean that uh, uh, i am not speaking with you That's all. I don't want to have anything to do with you. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to eat from you. I just don't want to have to talk to you. I am separated from you. That just sounds like I don't want to do business with with you anymore. I I don't don't like your product. I feel like you were dishonest with me. I'm not doing business with you anymore. But it doesn't mean that I can't eat something if you offer it or, or invite you over and literally if it says I am separated from you or I'm distanced from you rather that means I don't want to come close to you right? and so you, I'm prohibiting you from coming close to me or I will not become close to you but it doesn't mean that I can't benefit or eat from food that is yours if you make um you know, I, uh, if you uh, sponsor the kiddush, it uh, doesn't mean I can't eat from it, and uh, so therefore that's the problem. These phrases are too ambiguous. You don't make a, a, a binding vow until you say that which I will eat from you. You have to specify exactly what you mean. Otherwise, we follow the, ambigu- the it's Otherwise, if it's ambiguous, we don't really know what you meant. All right, very good. So we're going to end with, uh, we're going to conclude with that uh, understanding of Shemuel. And what are the consequences? Remember before we, we rejected this opinion of Shemuel because of Tuberaitot. But here is why Uh, we can uh, accept this answer now. So does this mean that Shemuel follows the opinion that says abbreviations that are not clear, there's no proof of what he meant. Abbreviations that are not clear are not valid abbreviations and do not validate. Does he agree with that? We say yes, Shemuel In fact, does agree, um, and uh, and he says that this Mishnah, our Mishnah in the Darim, follows the opinion of the Biuda, and the Biuda elsewhere is of the opinion that says unclear abbrevi- abbreviations, unclear statements are not valid, and so this is uh, those thought are following the Chachamim, Reb Shimuel is following the Biuda. All right. So now this gets into this very interesting topic of an ambiguous phrase. How clear do you have to be in a contract? Well, we're going to prove it from a Mishnah in Gitin. How clear does the language in the Mishnah in Gitin have to be? We're going to say in a few minutes, maybe there's a distinction between a get and a neded, but right now we're assuming it's the same according to Tanakama, in the get, what do you have to write? You are prohibited permitted to any man. You can go marry anyone that obviously that means that they are divorced and that this is a get. So that's all you have to write. Even though you it's a bit ambiguous, Rabbi Omer v'Din Lichi minai sefe teruchin v'geret says, no, you have to specify exactly what you mean, and you have to say this letter here, this contract shall be to you a document of divorce, a letter of dismissal. You have to make it clear that this is that's what this is, right? It's not just a random piece of paper that I write. Um, hey, you are permitted to marry any man, and you infer, oh, this is a get. Yeah, You have to actually write, this is a get. Okay, so you see, according to the Biuda you have to be very clear. According to Ha'chamim, you can be somewhat ambiguous, and it's still okay. So, Shemuel is following the Biuda. Okay, and now we ask, What's pushing Shemuel to say that our Mishnah is the minority opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? Why not follow a simple reading of the Mishnah that each phrase by itself of the five phrases does make a valid vow? And even if he says, "mudrani Uh, that by itself would be a valid vow, that would make a vow, and that is what Abbanan say, And, uh, uh, um, and that is true, even though it's not a clear abbreviation, but the rabbis say, even an unclear abbreviation, is a valid abbreviation and makes an effective vow. What's pushing Shemuel to say that, oh, you have to take one of the first three phrases and add in the other two, I am uh, avowed from you from that which I will eat. You have to add that in. Otherwise, we don't know what you mean. Maybe you mean that I'm just not going to talk to you. So, Marava, Matitin keshite. Am I shani ochel lecha? Shani toem lecha? Litni shani ochel? Shani toem? Shemamina bein eday mochichot. Marava explains that the Mishnah's language itself is what was difficult for Shemuel. How come? In the last two cases Shemua, uh, uh, of the Mishnah, it says, that which I will eat from you, the extra word here, lecha, that which I will taste from you. Why not just say, that which I will eat, that which I will, which I will taste. Now anyone who would be present, would, it would be obvious to them that I am speaking to you. If I say, that which I will eat, I'm not prohibiting anything that I eat. I'm talking to you after we just had some kind of uh, you know, tense uh, interaction. And I say, anything I will eat. And that should be enough. It's clear enough, even though the words are not clear. Um, we, since I, we, everyone knows what you mean. So that should be sufficient. Um, therefore, we see that we need. So, and so, if it was enough to have an unclear, uh, if an unclear abbreviation was valid, then the Mishnah could have just said Shani Ochel. From the fact that it adds in the word Shani Ochel Lecha shows that we need clear abbreviations. Only a clear abbreviation is valid. That's the opinion of Rabbi the And therefore, in the first uh, three uh, instances, formulas, it also has to be a clear formulation, and so Shemuel says, well, these are not clear formulations. I'm distancing myself from you. That's not a clear formulation that I can't eat from you. So that's why Shamuel said, oh, it must be that you need one of the first three phrases plus one of the second phrases, and that's the only way to make a vow. That's what pushed Shamuel to explain it in that way. Okay, very good. So those are, that's the explanation of Shemuel. We've arrived at our conclusion. And now that we have that with us, we're going to delve into this controversy regarding how clear do abbreviations have to be. It's actually a machloket between these later, uh, um, uh, these later fourth century Amoraim. Itemar. Yadaim She'en Mochichot. Amar Rava la So abbreviations that are not clear, that are ambiguous. Abaya says they are. It's a valid abbreviation, and you make a binding vow. Rava says no, it's not. A, it's not a valid abbreviation, and there is no vow here. the Rava says. That Rav BED explained to me the source for this ruling. Why it's no good? Why you have to have clarity? Amar Kedana Nazir le Nazir Makish Yidot Nazirut l'Nazirut. Ma Nazirut b'Hafla'a Af Yidot Nazirut b'Hafla'a. Where did we learn the law that abbreviations can be valid from Nazir itself? And because uh, said the double language Nazir le Nazir. And over there, that, that is juxtaposed, so uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the derivation of abbreviations is juxtaposed to nazir. That's where we learn it from. And nazirut itself, it says the word lehafli, hafla means to articulate clearly. Uh, where do we see that? Here's the original pasuk. Uh, If someone expresses, uh, if he means to express in a clear way. So therefore we learn that um uh, just as a um a taking upon a cell oneself nizirut, has to be expressed clearly and from that context we learn abbreviations so we learn that abbreviations have to be clear and that's why rava says an abbreviation that's not clear is not valid okay good so now we know the source for rava Okay, so now we know that this is a makhluk between these two Amora'im. And we just established a few minutes ago that we saw the Mishnah um, in Gitin that said that this is the same issue is, um, is what's at stake in that Mishnah. So perhaps we can line up these Tana'im with these Amora'im. Uh, as follows since the Mishnah said that the essence of a get is you are permitted to all people even though you don't write this is a get right? this document it's clear enough so uh, an ambiguous statement is good enough so that would be a right? Because a is the one that says an unclear abbreviation is still an abbreviation, just as an unclear get is still a get. Whereas Ravak would say like a byudah, just as a byudah says, you have to write, this is a get. So too, Ravak says regarding vows that an unclear abbreviation is no good. And then we can line it up. Now it would seem nice and uh, nice if you could line it up but actually this is a problem because we don't want uh, that each Amorah can only be according to one tana We presumably Abayenu both tanaim ravanu both tanaim if they could can explain themselves according to everyone then that is even better so that's exactly what we're going to do. So Abaye, who said uh, that you can be unclear, it's okay to be unclear, uh, he would say, uh, my position that an unclear abbreviation is valid, I would say that even according to the Biudah. The biuda only said you need very clear language regarding a get because a get has to make a full severance of the relationship and make it clear that's it we are not married anymore you can marry any other man and I we are done here this is a get so because of it they have to make it a get has to be clear because you need an absolute separation if they still have any kind of you know a condition you are divorced on condition that you uh, will never drink you know anything like that that can he can pull it back is not a separation so that's because there you need you need clarity that's why he says you have to add those extra words and they get but even a b'udah would agree did he ever say that uh ambiguous statement is no good if you can tell from the uh from the context what the person means then regarding an added then the b'udah may very well agree that an ambiguous phrase Neder is a valid Nedet. So Abaye can explain it both ways. And so too, uh, Ravah says, I think that you need, you, you need uh, an ambiguous um, uh, uh, abbreviation is no good. And even Rabanan would agree with me. I only say, Rabbanan would say I, that we do not need clear language and even an abbreviation is fine uh, only except regarding get because a person cannot divorce someone else's wife right there's no point so if I write if I write a statement, uh, that looks like a get. it's clear that it has to do with my wife, since there's, less, there's no possibility of ambiguity. But in general, would he say that? In other words, if a, 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 a Nehder, I can make, theoretically make a nedir, that would apply to anyone. We don't know who I'm talking about if I say, you know, that I will eat, uh, that I would I, I will eat from you, know, from, from you. Are you talking about this person, that person, a group of people? And so you have to be very clear in a because the possibilities are open-ended. What a person might mean, whereas in a get, a man's only married to this woman. He uh, he he has no possibility of, of enacting a divorce with someone else's wife that he's not married to. And so, therefore, it's uh, it's clear enough since there's only one person that he can possibly be directing it to, even if he just says regular language. You are permitted to all people. That's sufficient, and you don't have to write, and this is a get, because there's little room for uh, for misunderstanding in the first place. So interestingly, um, the differences between get and the an nedar are exact, in, a, in the exact opposite direction for Daba as they are for abaye, but there is an argument to be made both ways, and therefore both abaye and rava can explain their uh, positions in nidarim no matter who we follow, regarding the ambiguity of a get. I will ask further questions about this on the next staff. Baruch Adonai l'Olam. Amen v'Amin.